Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo liberties here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bravo Papers podcast. I have a very special guest today. He is the genius behind the Reality Comics 2 podcast and social media accounts. (laughs) (laughs) He has the most hilarious memes. And if you like what I do with my Twitter roundups, you will love what he does (laughs) because his memes are so funny and I share them all the time, but you know, there's so many of them. You got to go. Okay. At reality (laughs) comics too on Instagram. If you're not following your, you're missing just everything. You're missing it. You have to go and follow now. Okay. (laughs) His memes are so funny. He covers all sorts of Bravo stuff and he also covers um, scripted TV too. So if you're Mm -hmm. a scripted TV fan, get with it. Okay. Um, so welcome, Kendrick. Why, thank you. Okay, look, first of all, I've got to say, because you just, you did, you say you share them all the time. You do. You are one of my, like, most yes. avid supporters. And I love it. Like, every time, I can always well, tell I love, you. I to, really like, love what you do. Yeah. Like, thank it's not, you. <laughs> if I really like what someone does, then I, I'm like, why not? Why wouldn't I support? Because it's great. Right. You, you're and there's amazing. A lot of, there's, yeah. And there's a lot of crap out there that gets, you know, a lot of attention. Right. If we're going to be I'm, honest, it's just like not that great. I'm like, why is this getting all the attention? Exactly. You know, I feel the same way since I spent like crap that like spews negative. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, don't you know, I don't do too much of the negative. I really just like to make people laugh and then like I get out of the way. I'm like, OK, <laughs> get back to your normal scheduled programs. I'm out of the way. Now I just wanted to throw some funny on the content line. So, right. yeah, that's that's all I'm here for. Thank you for exactly. having me. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so you know what? When I thought who is going to come and talk with me about mm-hmm. Nini and Carlos. Yes. Yes. And Real Housewives of Atlanta, you yes. were, of course, the first person that popped into my head because I was like, I need someone who is as obsessed as I am with Real Housewives yes. of Atlanta. <laughs> yes. And you know, I've you already probably know, but I've watched both of these interview parts, I think, three times. I did now, too. So, yes. Okay, so I did watch them three times, but I watched, <laughs> like, I did, like, active, quote unquote, watching. So yes, I, yes, yes. So I, like, was watching... It was like very movie night. intent. Yes. So mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, I'll watch these shows. I'm like on my phone. It wasn't like that. I was fully engaged, taking yes. notes. I was rewinding when I, I sound so old when I say rewinding. I was going back. <laughs> <laughs> it was like VHS days. Okay. I was right. like going back and, you know, and then I was reading all the recaps and stuff like that, that yes. other people were doing. So I'm like, oh, maybe there was some key points that I missed. Mm-hmm. So, but I thought it was, it was very interesting. It was like, I see because, you know, when they said it was like a three hour sit down, I was like, oh God, they like, what all did they talk about? But their Africa is like, what, 12 years of being on the show. There was a lot of content to cover. And then like the stuff with her son, the stuff with Greg, like it was Ryan Murphy. It was a lot of stuff. Like Nini is a a full rounded reality TV star. So there was a lot of stuff to get in there. And I love the fact that, they both like you can tell like they had like a genuine relationship because I don't like when like this is such a, a random example. Like if a Barbara Wall, you can always tell like when a Barbara Walters type interviews someone, 
you can kind of tell that the content that they're talking about is so beneath them that it doesn't come across as fun. This was two people that like love the genre that know each yep. other forever. And so like they, mm -hmm. anything they said, I was buying because I'm like, you both were there. Y'all are boots on the ground. Y'all can give us the inside perspective. And if you don't agree with something, you can offer a whole nother perspective because mm -hmm. you were both there. So that's what I like. I don't like the kind of the snooty, like, Oh, well this person, you know, she's on reality TV, but she and now, so let's talk to her, that kind of stuff. I don't like that. So Yeah, I yeah, no, I, that's a good point. And um, the other thing I was thinking, too, was that it reminded me of when Carlos interviewed Teresa Judice. Because yes. did you listen to that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was good because he had some real insight about what it was like to film with her and with Joe and the family. So I was like, you know, I, I, he's not always like my favorite whatever interviewer right. and i don't really agree with like a lot of his i agree with some of his opinions but not all of them mm -hmm. but yeah, I, yeah. I i think that he does have an insider point of view and he has mm -hmm. like a relationship with them that you're right other people just wouldn't you know wouldn't be able to have that and they wouldn't be able to speak to what it was like to actually work with this person and like you right. said like boots on the ground okay mm -hmm. but before we get into it can you tell the wonderful listeners a little bit about what you do yeah okay so and like I, how your account started how you got into bravo maybe a little ooh, bit of that because we're interested absolutely so i i'm not like the typical like bravo account because i really I, I cover more mm -hmm. than just bravo but i also right. didn't start like as an account i started as a podcast and i was like crap i gotta promote the podcast so let me start an <laughs> instagram account so like i've always like it wasn't like the uh so like you know i don't do like the news reporting and like right, right, right. New, you know this guy i don't do any of that all my stuff was like running through the podcast where i'm like god i gotta get other people like to the podcast so that's really how yeah. like the social media of it all started but i i think atlanta was my first like bravo outing and mm -hmm. it was like season one so like i've been there oh. like from the beginning like, i don't know how it happened but like i was in college and i oh i dated myself <laughs> a little bit but i was in college that's okay and <laughs> season one happened and i remember like like laying on my couch i was the only one there that day and i think it was like close to the end of the season so i didn't catch it from the very beginning but it was in like towards the end of the season and they were promoting that a reunion was coming up. And I was like, oh, I've always been a sucker for a reunion. So I'm like, okay. Uh, same. Perfect. I know. And still to this day, I don't care who it is. I will like <laughs> not watch a season of like a show, but I will tune in for the reunion. I'm just like, I, that's everything <laughs> I need. It's like spark notes back yep. in this like prime. So like I'm here. So I remember I was laying on the couch. And they were like, oh, a reunion. And so, like, you know, when reunions coming up, they tend to marathon stuff. So I remember sitting down and I'd caught like three episodes of it. I was like, okay, I got to go back and watch this from the beginning because this is amazing. I'm going to tune in live for the reunion. I managed to watch all the episodes. I became obsessed. I genuinely loved everybody on the cast. I love Lisa Wu. I love Deshaun Snow. I know she wasn't like the most exciting to people, but I loved the like, this is like the first time we were seeing like, true like black opulence behind mm -hmm. the gates of wealth because she was married mm -hmm. to like an active athlete and like all this kind of stuff so i was like oh mm -hmm. i love this and watching her <laughs> build the house watching her do the charity in atlanta that nobody donated to like it was i, I loved it all so <laughs> that I was, was a there. good one yes i was all in first season reunion kept me there and then i was like an active viewer but you know when you watch other stuff you're like oh i'm watching atlanta but 
what is this commercial that's showing New Jersey? What is that? Okay, wait, okay, so this isn't the only one. There are other ones. So then you start watching New Jersey. You're like, oh, there's a New York. You watch New York. Oh, Orange County's coming back. So you watch Orange County and you just kind of get thrown yeah, in the Yeah, next thing you know, right. you're right, watching you're 17 there. shows. <laughs> exactly. You're there all the time. And that's how it's been for the past, what, 15, 16 years? So I'm, I've been there. Oh, my God. It is so funny <laughs> that you remember, like where you were sitting yes you're like writing a paragraph with imagery and yeah. description like it's it's just only bravo real bravo people are like i like i remember where i was sitting when mm -hmm. i you know what i mean like we have this memory of like I this is there. how the obsession started yes <laughs> and so on your show you talk about bravo stuff but you talk about other shows too and you've been yes. getting a lot of like reality star guests yes thank you oh, that's pretty like, awesome that. thank you because i'm so people like you know if you are obsessed with bravo then it's easy to get obsessed with other stuff too so like a couple oh, of yeah. other fandoms like i love marvel so like i talk about marvel yep. a lot every time they do like one of the shows on disney plus i break it down in every episode because right. like, i'm a comic reader so like i talk about that yep. but my other obsession that like fits in with bravo more <laughs> i love Love Island. Like I don't okay, know when I was it started. Say. <laughs> Someone just told me to watch one day, and it was it, it was happened during the pandemic. So I haven't always been there because, uh, you know, it's based in the UK, but then like the other ones sprung around, right. and now we have a USA version that's in season five. And Peacock does it so well. I look. I didn't like it too much on CBS. Like I watched, okay. like I, like nah, you know, mm. I wasn't the biggest fan, but. It came on Peacock starting season four. Like they just started like actually doing it. Fantastic. I'm like, I'm okay. all the way in. You're all in. But UK obviously is kind of all of ours, baby. We love the UK version. And so I watch all the time. I break it down, have people come on, talk about it. But I also like to uh, reach out to like the USA people because you UK is a little harder because we don't get to watch in real time like the UK people do. Right. And so we're always like, now we've got only a five day delay. So we're not that far behind. But at first it was like three weeks. It was like, it was crazy. So like we, the winter would happen and we wouldn't know who won the show until like nearly a month later. So it was crazy. Oh, damn. Yeah. It, it sucked. But so I, uh, I, but I love talking to the USA people because they're, we're all watching at the same time. We're voting. Right. We don't get to vote with the UK and that sucks, but yeah, all yeah. of this. So I've had on, uh, I had, and I will have on some more, uh, cast members this season, but I just had on Victor who was involved in like a really big kind of, uh, love triangle on the show. Oh. And it was a mess. And right after he left, she told the other guy, she didn't want to be with him. So it was a mess. And oh it was, my God. It's all, it was, it's kind of stuff that I love. I just, I soak it up. So it, okay, I, yeah, maybe I, I need love to them. get into it. Yes. I'm I mean, not on, I, I, okay. I've watched a little bit, <laughs> but it's hard. It's hard for me to find it here. I don't, yeah. Like I, I looked on Hey You. I can't find the U.S. one, and that's the one I wanted to watch because mm. that was the one everyone was talking about right now. But yes. maybe I didn't try hard enough, so maybe I'll, maybe I'm gonna try you, again. Let me ask. So, like, what's y'all's version? Do y'all have Peacock? Peacock? Well, yeah, oh, but yeah, so <laughs> we have working. Peacock, but it's like through Hey You. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you see like. Uh, what's his name? Um, Joe Gunn. He's always making like "Hey yes. You" jokes because yeah. he's in the UK, and I believe that "Hey You" they they have the same thing. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the Peacock shows they don't get added on until like way later, like Real Housewives oh, of Miami. Sucks. It didn't get put on. They didn't put it on t for like four months after it oh. aired. Like, thanks. That's useful to no one. 
So, right. <laughs> right. Like we want to watch it and be tweeting and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. what I did was I watched it basically through this. Like I kind of have like an Amazon fire stick thing that I don't know. Yeah. 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 Like my husband's got also, I don't know how it works, but it works. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm watching it. So I do get it all, but I was trying to find it on there. And I I felt like the seasons didn't make sense in terms of where it should be. So maybe I just need to search again because I I do want to watch it. I know. Okay. Yeah. And like everything I read and I see, you know, people tweeting about I'm like, damn, this sounds really good. (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds like it's right up my alley. Not that I need it It on the TV show, but. (laughs) I know that's the the peril with all of us. None of us actually need another one. But then we saw something. We're like, I not only am I obsessed with this, I need all of y'all to be just as obsessed with me about it so I can not be screaming into the void. So, yeah, it's like my plate is spilling mm-hmm. over yet i want more food on the plate like exactly. it's, that's <laughs> gluttony at its finest exactly <laughs> all right well let's talk about this interview what let's. the people came for okay yes. so i okay so what i did was i made notes and these are my headlines of my these are mm. my head can i tell you yes. charay <laughs> payment kenya <laughs> phaedra cynthia portia andy bravo lawsuits <laughs> <laughs> Bethany. Yes. And then the show now. Oh, and Kim Z. So those are there just some. So, you know, like you said, it was three hours. There's so much to talk about. We're not going to talk about everything because that's just impossible. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I-, I just pulled the housewife stuff. Yeah, yeah. The stuff applicable yeah. to your audience. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Because like I, we don't necessarily need to talk about everything else. Um, now, can I just tell you, though, what my overall impression was of why this interview happened and Ooh. what the motive behind it was and let me and then you tell me what you think or if you agree okay okay so by the end of the interview i felt like this was done as nini's bridge back into reality tv mm. so i felt that this was all purposefully done so that she could open the door to maybe talking to Andy again. Um, oh. I don't know, fixing those burnt bridges, I guess, repairing oh. them. And like there was, and we could get to it when we get to talking about what she said about Andy, but there were some specific things that she said uh-huh. that really made me feel like she was maybe trying to find a way to get herself back to where she was. Yes. So I feel like it was not just a like, at first when I heard about it, I thought, okay, she's going on this. It's, you know, Nini's going to spill all the tea and she's going to be, you know, she's going to say what she wants to say and be maybe be annoyed at the way that things have played out. She's had these mm-hmm. lawsuits, all this stuff. So I thought it was almost like a, you know, like a day of reckoning as like Bethany's calling it now. Right. I thought it was going to be like that. But then by the end, I actually felt that it wasn't. I actually felt like she was almost trying to make peace maybe and mm-hmm. looking for some new opportunities. So what did you think? Oh, I, I felt pretty much the same way okay i okay. think that one thing is i i think that she was trying to open uh more doors for herself because i do think that there was a, like kind of a a level of blackballing that happened whether it was just with nbc or all the people like we don't know but there right. definitely was something and her, her face is you know 
one of the most recognizable <laughs> in the space. Oh, yes. So like we should there should be like media leaks cameos everywhere. But we we've right. seen also that other networks are willing to work with her because like she did uh Celebrity College Hill on BET mm-hmm. Plus and like all this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I know the doors aren't closed, but I think that she probably feels like and Carlos feels that way too. I think they both feel like she was the reason that Bravo is really what it is today. And this whole thing doesn't make sense. I think they both want to kind of this was also it, it was a way of like reaching out without reaching out. Like she wanted yep. to kind of say, can we just talk without the lawyers being there and yeah, like just us and not have all of them involved because with them involved, it doesn't make sense. And then a lot of stuff maybe could go away. So I'm, I'm in the same camp as you. I think that one, I, I think there's opportunity for it because let me tell you something. I have a strong <laughs> feeling. I don't know if it's going to come true or not, but I have a strong feeling that Bravo is going to offer Kim Zosiak a contract for next season. And if they do, <sighs> I think that that is going to like with the fans, especially all hell is going to break loose because I, it's going to be like, yeah. yeah. And people are going to be quoting and find this interview. So it's like, that is going to be like a uh, clear fire way of them saying, like, we've chosen sides. We don't know if you can come back from this knee-knee. There's legality involved in it, like all this kind of stuff. So, okay, I, so I you need... think that if they ask Kim back, does that mean that Nini is 100% never coming back? I think so, because at that point, you just okay. dance around all your OCs instead of going to the one that people are asking for. So I okay. think, yeah. I almost so this, so point, this I might think... be a preemptive uh-huh. uh, move for Nini to say, don't do that. Right. Okay. Oh, and I like, I like but that. But she did say she was willing to work with Kim, but it's just that all yeah. you know, all of the housewives over the years have said they feel like Kim didn't have to work nearly as hard as the rest of them. She'd have to go on trips and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, I think that a lot would have to change for Kim to come back and be welcomed amongst the group. I mean, it'd be, okay. it would be entertaining yeah. to see her have to interact with everybody because her and Nene, honestly, like, I, I don't it know where be. that would be, but I would I would watch it. I mean, give it to me now. I mean, I'm uh, I, God, let's be honest. I'm going to watch it no matter what. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, exactly. so since we're talking about Kim, mm-hmm. I'm just going to, let's skip down to Kim because she said that Kim, and, and we're not going to go in order. Who cares? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're... She said Kim was, like you said, given special treatment. She didn't have mm-hmm. to go on trip, which, like, that was uh, not shocking to me at all because we right. saw, like, mem- I totally, when she didn't go to Africa, that was... After they planned around her, yeah. Right. They were pissed. And they remember they all asked her to that lunch and they were like, mm-hmm. basically, what the fuck? And yep. she was like, was that the same lunch where she storms out and Croy is like, stop filming? Or was that, mm-hmm. that was it, right? Okay. Yep. And then Pregnant the whole season became about... <laughs> the um the black baby gate because yeah. about so the whole season was about kind of ended up being about how kim didn't go uh-huh. and then they talked about her and she didn't travel and and then also not surprising she talks about kim z um having issues which we know means in my opinion racism uh-huh. and that and and we saw it firsthand right like we right. saw so many incidents of it like when she said that um, like she had to lock her doors in Candy's neighborhood, even though they're like going to yeah. a freaking mansion. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> right. And then remember at that last reunion backstage, how she was complaining about how like no other like white woman would. Would cut, can be right. paid the film with all. Yeah. Right. So there's no denial of that at this point. But what did you mm-hmm. think about kind of, I guess, Nini's feelings about it or the way that she talked about it? What did you think? I, this is a good way 
almost to kind of relate it to uh, the Bethany of it all that's happening right now, I think. Because it's funny to me that Nene and some of the Atlanta housewives have been like saying this for years, how it's really not fair. Kim has been put on a pedestal. Kim has to do all this and that and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But now like Bethany has unionized and like done all this stuff. And now all of a sudden, like every Bravo Liberty is coming out of the woodwork to kind of support. And so I think it really is kind of, it's really telling because it's like nobody wanted to, you know, support when it was uh, all these people saying there's no, it's not fair that this is happening, which I also get to because like a lot of them stayed on the shows. So it's like, well, I don't know if you're actually, you know, need us to rally around you or what's Mm -hmm. happening because you're, you know, you're monetizing from it. But it's also like, what I am like, what are we doing? Because, you know, y'all got this whole boycotting stuff now and it's really it's not adding up like we it's we're yep. all kind of like reading between the lines and stuff like that it's getting yep. it's really weird and i hope that we come to a place where if you know honestly we want need, need to work it out with bravo that would be ideal for everyone but i hope <laughs> especially it's, us it's, viewers right i hope that it comes <laughs> to a place though where if kim does get asked back because i think she, I, I i don't know why i see it but i think this whole like her and Croy faking this divorce. I don't. I don't know uh, what. See, that I hope. I mean, I hope that they don't. But right, I, I know some people want it, but I, I'm, I'm good without it. Right, I can associate happening because, like, I feel like there'd be another connection for Sheree. Mm-hmm. I think they would probably get rid. I, I don't know. They'd probably get rid of Sonya and probably you know yes get rid of sonya that's fine (laughs) you know how i feel about sonya yes and so she's so besides her husband i have no need for her i'm sorry (laughs) she's so boring (laughs) (sighs) and now she and and honestly now she's pregnant like not to sound like sutton but like oh (laughs) i know exactly exactly because now it's like okay well you can't even turn up on the group chips or anything it's just like we're we're just accommodating you you know yeah. So she also said that Bethany, she said Bethany, Nini, sorry, said Bethany teeters around saying bad things about Bravo. But Carlos disagreed. And mm-hmm. he said, so I made note of this. And he said he thinks that Bethany does straight up talk shit about Bravo, which yes. I agree with him. I think me too. <laughs> I think he's right. She does. Mm-hmm. Um, he also asked, like, you know, does Bethany get different treatment? And then Nini cited the fact that, yeah, she still gets has gotten to come on Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. You know, she says things that Nini can't. She won't get blacklisted. She still mm-hmm. gets work, um, you know, things like that. So, you know, I now maybe not as much because Bethany has really pushed this like super far so it mm-hmm. this may have changed it but overall i mean yeah bethany did say housewives is bad for women it's um anti-feminist it pits women against each other blah 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 mm-hmm. and then she was on watch what happens live which that was when andy and jeff lewis kind of called her on it yeah but still nini's right she did get to go on watch what happens live and she did and get defend to talk her about point it. Yeah. yeah she got to defend her point that's mm-hmm. right now do you think it's any different in the sense that like nini had an official lawsuit or or do you think this started before the lawsuit because i'm i just can't mm-hmm. remember with the timelines i do i think that it is i do think it's different because i think that nini has been vocal too i think in the past it's more so been towards her cast members I think right. that the lawsuit made a statement with her being vocal against Bravo. I think the difference is 
Bethany can do it and they invite her on and they like mm-hmm. want to talk about it. Radio Andy, watch what happens live, oh, yeah. Jeff Lewis, like all the stuff. They, yep. She's invited everywhere. And I don't know if they respect Bethany more than they respect Nene or what the case is, but it always kind of feels like Bethany can be as unhinged as possible and say whatever she wants to, eating a ball bag with crab legs and all this kind of stuff <laughs> and doing whatever she wants to while Nene kind of has to uh, like not, she almost can't like, defend herself publicly mm-hmm. whereas bethany can say whatever and she, it's okay yeah. now i think it might be like you said i think it'll be different in the future because now bethany is calling for unionizing and calling for right and she's uh, really gone off the edge yes basically doing what the uh the actors and writers strikers are doing by saying we don't want you know like we want uh to be paid for you know backfill we want to be you know getting all these mm-hmm. wages for stuff that we because it's our lives and all this kind of stuff base minimum pays and all this kind of thing so and it's boy it's really telling because for me i think that every, take bethany out of the equation Everything she's saying is so correct. Like there should be a standard because, like, I've heard of on course. reality TV shows, people will get like seven hundred, like what is it, like one thousand fifty dollars for a season of a reality show. Yeah, when they're first started, it takes years before they make anything right. good. And I'm like, that's beyond. Like, I, there for me, there will be no incentive because, like, what is that going to do for me? Like, I, I, nobody can live off of that. Like, that's crazy. You're shooting for what? Three months, four months, five months, and then you want me to last off of a thousand dollars? Like, no, that's that's yeah. Crazy. But people do it because they people do see it, it as a, <laughs> as a door to Instagram following. Then I can monetize right. from there. Then mm-hmm. I could start a business, or you know, they hope that they'll be the Bethany, right? Who can right. use. But I mean, she has a point in that most won't be because it's not, you know, it's Mm -hmm. you have to have, I don't know, like it's almost a somewhat luck, somewhat skill, but not everyone's going to be able to become like some millionaire CEO of a company. It's just not realistic. Everyone doesn't have the personality to even like last more than a couple of seasons on a reality show either. So we we're not interested too. but the Bethany of it all is so interesting to me because you know, her and Nini say a lot of the same things, but both of them, you know, people can argue whether or not either one of them is the right messenger sometimes. And I think that's what I'm having. I'm struggling with, with this whole Bethany, uh, that's my know, struggle striking. Too. Yeah. Cause it's like, everything I mean, I had to do saying, a whole episode about it. I'm struggling. So right. Much. <laughs> I'm literally like, I'm in my mind. I'm like, I know you're saying the right stuff, but it, you and like the, I know the history of you and what you said publicly and what you do and stuff. I can't take you seriously personally. So it's I'm struggling a little bit. So like this is when I was just like, you know what? Let me sit on the sidelines and watch how this unfolds for a little while. And that's how it's been. It was Nene? It unfolded with a lawsuit with her. It's folding with kind of like you know union strikes and all this kind of stuff. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, so that kind of brings us to the payment, my my payment subheading. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so they didn't make a lot. So she says they made less than 100K until season four because they uh-huh. all. OK, so this is the part that just makes me want to be like, everyone needs to wake up and yeah. stop assuming that Bethany is. I, I I have a lot of issues with like as somebody mm-hmm. who is like I am a union worker. So as mm-hmm. somebody who's in a union and I understand the ins and outs of it, she she doesn't know what she's doing and she's not doing right. it properly. That's that's my opinion. Right. Anyways, I, I, I agree with you. Everything she's saying is right. I'm pro union, mm-hmm. all that. I think these reality stars should have more rights. But mm-hmm. let's look at what Nini said. They all got together 
They got a lawyer that was going to represent all of them. Mm-hmm. And they went together as a team. Yep. That's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And this happened behind the scenes. So yep. first of all, Bethany is showing all of her cards on all Entertainment Tonight on TikTok. That is not on the streets work. of New York when someone has a camera phone. Like it's crazy. Exactly. So that's she's giving away everything. She's giving mm-hmm. away the farm. And yes. uh, she really is. And she's not leaving herself that much room for negotiation. Like mm-hmm. even to the point that she's she's I think she's alienating other reality stars who she could have gotten on her side by right. saying because Bethany always says too much. She needs to always. say less. Always. Anyways, I don't want to get all into that because I whatever I'll, I'll right. I could go for hours. But right. anyways, then there's also some things where I have to be a little like mm, if I'm going back to the Nini interview, like she was like, oh, yeah, mm. we paid for our own dresses. And I was like, yeah, I can't get behind you on that one. Like, yeah. She's like, we paid for our own parties and stuff. I'm like, well, it is a reality show. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think they they like they I don't think they need to put you in costume. And right. I don't think they need to do like throw fancy parties for you. Like you mm-hmm. this let them show your life, especially on the first season. Like it's you know, it wasn't like right. whatever. Um, like no one cares about their first season. Like we, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> exactly. But and and I can but I do understand what she's saying about like if they hadn't fought and they hadn't all got together with the lawyer, then yeah, who knows? But that's why, like you you do have to be smart and you do have to to a point know mm-hmm. what you're worth. And yep. I think they could tell based on like the rising ratings and the popularity of the show. So they got together and they did that. But that's the thing. Everyone who's this is and this is the problem, everyone who's new in reality TV doesn't think they're worth that much. Right. They're going to come in and be like, once they see me, I'm going to be the next, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be able to make the big money. And that's kind of the attitude, which is, is kind of what makes it difficult. I think for these reality stars, Mm -hmm. especially this whole Bethany situation. Um, It's so funny because like, it's, it's, it's it's a weird situation. Yeah. Everybody thinks that, you know, we all have those people that like say that, oh my God, you should be on a reality show or you should do this or you should do that. <laughs> and then once those people get on there, you realize how much actually goes into it because mm-hmm. you might be the the Nini or the Teresa or the Bethany of your circle. You're probably not going to be on this show though. You might just yep. be cast member number five. Like it, that's just mm-hmm. how it works out a lot of the time. So constantly going out there and being like, you know what? I know I can do this. I'll I'll take the thousand dollars because I'm gonna be the biggest star that they've ever seen. And then you get cut <laughs> after second season. Oh, it's like, well, I'm sorry. Uh, they hyped you, but it, it wasn't worth it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So speaking of parties, by the way, and paying for mm-hmm. parties. Um, she she <laughs> I thought this was funny. I had to make note of it. Nini says that Sheree, so Sheree finally admitted that she yes. purposefully left. Nini off the list for the party. <laughs> and she basically said that Sheree, Sheree is a good, and I, I have to say, I agree with her. She said Sheree is a good reality TV star if she has someone else to work off of, like yeah. Nini. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. And that's <laughs> why Sheree hasn't made it far in terms of her own success. <laughs> Honestly, though, like she's not wrong. I'm yes. sorry. Sheree, Sheree has her moments. But mm-hmm. again, like, I I don't know. What did you think about the whole like Sheree being like, this is the house that we built and like that whole thing? 
<laughs> I like oh, man, like I get it. I get it, Sheree, because we did. We those were the three names we knew. We knew Cam, we knew Nene, we knew Sheree. Yep. Like I I get that. Yeah, I get but, it too. Right. But Nene is like spot on when she said that Sheree really does need someone to bounce off. I think that's one of the reasons why. Uh, like I'm, I'm enjoying. I always enjoy Atlanta just because they're, they're, you know, I like funny reality TV, so yeah, they're always funny. Too. So like, I always enjoy them. But I think that's one of the reasons why people are struggling so much with like the current season mm-hmm. is because she really doesn't have anyone to go up against. Like her and Kenya get along, but in my opinion, I think season nine when Sheree came back and it was the the battle of the houses. I think that was the funniest uh. Sheree had ever been like i, I there's that one episode was I could watch. amazing yes I, kenya's housewarming i could watch that episode i don't know how many times because sheree had me laughing from start <laughs> when she's coming finish. down the driveway and yes. she's like oh, i gotta take off my heels i can't walk in this. like the flintstones i don't know what's going on Just, i i it's when i funny. hit 20k followers on instagram i did like a celebration post and mm-hmm. i did my top 20 the best pettiest fights on housewives and that was my number one I because it. yeah it is like when she's like Sheree <laughs> chateau she ain't never gonna live there like right. chateau well, Thelma, yeah yeah i just cannot it's i totally agree with you that's but love yeah it. i i like i love some Sheree too but i understood what mm-hmm. she was saying and like yeah like Sheree hasn't really she hasn't been able to leverage maybe the same way that you know Candy and others right. <laughs> have leveraged, of course. And it's crazy because Kenya too. Right. It's crazy too because Sheree, like, I always struggle with whether or not uh like I want you know, it's Sheree. I'd love to yeah. have her there, but I just need like a better like group around her to like really activate yeah. her because the show sometimes like actually like interacting with the other women, she might not give too much, but then when she gets in those confessionals, those interview chairs. She's hilarious. So I'm like, man, if you that just try a way to give us both of those, you could really like be the anchor of this show. It's just it rarely ever connects that way. I feel like it hadn't connected that way since the last time she was there. And then mm-hmm. once Nini came back, she was right back to like kind of finding herself as the, you know, the secondary instead of one of the frontline characters. It's she's you yeah, got to figure mean, it out. I think Sheree can always have a. I think she's like a key cog in the machine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could ever see her as the anchor though. Yeah. I don't know. Like I I just don't feel like she has like the anchor, I don't know, energy. Mm-hmm. Like you're right, she can do it in the confessionals, but then she always fumbles it when you know what yep. I mean? Like she always picks the wrong side. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think she's as intelligent as Nini is. Like right. Nini just has like that like kind of social i don't know she just understands all the like social nuances of the group in a she in a way it. that i feel like yeah her and kenya really do so does candy mm-hmm. um i would say even phaedra but i would say sheree not i don't know to me she but she does yeah. play a key role that's but that's why i am like i'm sorry i have to still go with agree with nini because at the yeah. end of the day like you could take sheree out and just still have had Nini on the show going up against someone else, and the show would have still right. been a success. Because you you need a Nini to really like activate yep. a Kenya. I'm sorry, like I love I actually oh, really so enjoy true. Courtney, but Courtney isn't gonna activate Kenya. Kenya doesn't take Courtney seriously enough. And I'd really exactly. like Courtney because Courtney could be good on the show. She's but- annoying. Yes, she very much so. And that's kind of why I, like she cracks me up because both Candy <laughs> and Kenya, like they disregard her every step of the way. And I she know. wants to be like acknowledged so much, but you need those people that are gonna like 
elevate yeah. the cast and she's just not there. Now, if Nene came back, she'd fight with Candy. She'd fight with Kenya. She Most likely her <laughs> and Sheree would get into it. Her and Marlo would probably yeah. stick together out of loyalty and Drew might stick together with her, but it, it's a lot. I'm sure Sonya, she has nothing for her, so... Ooh. Yeah, that is so true. And they would all care. Like if they're going yes. against Nini, you're going to care because mm-hmm. you can't not care. Right. And yeah, you're right. That was like, you. oh, that's such a good point. Because now when I'm thinking about the seasons with like, like when Candy was so upset with Phaedra and stuff, it's because like they knew we are like the cogs. So like if, mm-hmm. one, if you're fighting with one of them, you have to worry about it. And there's yep. no one to worry about right now. That is no there one just really isn't. Okay, so let's talk about Kenya a little bit here. because So here's what she said about Kenya and Phaedra and all those other girls coming on. So Mm -hmm. she said Kenya changed the game because she had a fake boyfriend. Um, (laughs) And that, which like, uh, I don't, I still like, okay, I believe, I don't know. What do you believe? Do you, who do you believe here? Because I really struggle because it seemed authentic and then afterwards i remember i don't remember the boyfriend's name right now but remember he was like doing interviews saying that she paid him yeah right but then he walter was, walter walter <laughs> yes. yeah so i was like oh that looks really bad mm-hmm. <laughs> but then mm-hmm. there, but i don't know it's like kenya's like she's like i'm gonna deny till i die like i am not admitting yes. anything so what do you yes. do what do you do you believe nini i you know what <laughs> I kind of do. Okay. I know that's so terrible. I kind of do believe I it know. just because Walter kicked up such a stink about it and had all these receipts and stuff. Now, what I do, okay, so I don't think that it was totally like, let me put in an ad on Craigslist, find okay. someone that'll participate. Like, I don't think it was that kind of like situation. I think that's what Nene kind of wants like to project a little bit, but I think it was more of a I know this guy. Okay. He's in Atlanta. I'm not. Because remember, at the time, I think she was going back and forth between Atlanta and California. Right. And so she, I think that, okay, there's this guy in Atlanta. He's nice. I know him. Like, yada, yada, yada. Maybe he'll be interested in being on this show with me. Maybe we can, like, yeah. date a little bit, all this kind of stuff. So I think I think there was kind of a, a concocted element to it. Yep. I just don't think it was, like the way that both of them are trying to portray like because Walter too was like, well no, she paid me and all yada, yada, like that. <laughs> I think there was, you know, it wasn't quite like that, but I do think there was an element of yeah. that to it. Yeah. I mean the truth is usually in the middle. So right. you're probably mm-hmm. right. I think it's probably a great like even maybe they had dated and it didn't work out or something mm-hmm. like that. And then she was like, can you just like kind of like go along with this? Like it was probably yep. something like that. Mm-hmm. She also said that she thinks that I thought this was interesting. She said she thought Kenya could have been bigger. Um, but mm. she changed that Kenya changed the way that people looked at her because I guess before that she was like really revered as like this, like, you know, this this pageant winner. She was like on a mm-hmm. people had her on a pedestal, and then mm-hmm. she came on and she was like villain all the way, right? Yeah. So she was like, I actually feel like the show maybe was almost like detrimental to her career, which I thought was surprising because you don't really, I don't know, that surprised me a lot. Uh, It's so funny because I just uh, watched Twa for somebody else's podcast and we talked about it. And (laughs) it was one of Kenya's like, you know, big claims to fame that, you know, Miss USA and all this kind of stuff. Right. And she really, 
in the nineties, Kenya Moore, like as someone that watched like all these sitcoms, Kenya Moore really was like the person that was like right. a guest star on so much like Martin yeah. and like all these hanging with Mr. Cooper, like all these yeah. different shows. And so she was really like, like people knew that girl. Knew her yeah. Face. yeah. And, but I actually don't think that Atlanta Housewives was detrimental to her. I think that this is the first time where we were genuinely seeing a quote unquote kind of villain. And even though I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's reality TV, I think it's necessary sometimes to have someone that you love to hate. Oh, and Kenya, too. I think on Bro- like on Housewives specifically, I think she was one of the first to actually be there because you know before that it was we were going in and out with people. It's like oh, I don't like you too much this season. Oh, I love you yeah. again. Oh, like the Kenya really like kind of took it took it upon herself to be kind of the butthole <laughs> a lot of times and yeah she i think she wanted to i don't even think it was a whole thing i think she wanted to portray herself like that but also i think he's right in this, uh the sense that i think she too kind of wanted to hold on to that whole i'm miss usa the, the, yes. the second black one like all this kind of stuff so i think there was a little bit of both in the middle and i think those things were kind of conflicting a little bit so yeah i could I, see that yeah, so I, I, you know, I, I think it was a great move for Kenya because like now all the doors have opened up, and whether you you know like her or not, you have to like call her what she is. She's one of the greatest of all time when it comes right, to exactly. Housewives. So it, it, you know, it kind of the way you look at it. I think now I do think that when she first joined, because I remember. I had a cousin who like who loved her because you know she was like she was really into the beauty pageant world. Okay, she, loved Washington, she knew that world, yeah. Like that. And she, when I told her, I was like, "Oh my god, you know Kenya Moore is going to be on the new season of The Housewives back, you know, season five when it was announced." She was like, "Oh no!" She's like, "I hate that. I'm oh, not no. going to watch." And so it was, it was that kind of reaction. So I think that's oh. kind of what Nene was talking about at the time, where people were like this can't be anything good for her because it's going to be messy reality TV. I think there is a disconnect with the pageant world because. Mm-hmm. Even like um, I remember hearing or I read when I was doing my like Raquel episode mm-hmm. that she thought and like Raquel would think this because she's dumb. But she thought <laughs> that the show was going to like help her win pageants. What? But, <laughs> exactly. Apparently, according to like some friend of hers who did an interview was like, yeah, she thought the show would actually like elevate her pageant career. She didn't understand that like it's actually going to be detrimental Right. <laughs> because right. Like, those, are, those are two separate worlds. Like if you mm-hmm. once you leave one and go to the other and like, you know, obviously I think Kenya and like Candace and people like that are smart enough to know that. Yeah, I, I'm switching up. Right. <laughs> like, it's okay. I'm not trying to get back into like. Exactly. There's only so far you can go in pageants, like to be mm-hmm. fair. So and right. look at what they've both been able to do. So mm-hmm. she also said about Phaedra. <laughs> I always I don't know why I just laugh when I think of Phaedra. Um, <laughs> it's because I think about the I always think about the pregnancy thing. Okay, so she yes the pickles uh, yes and I love that <laughs> she felt a way about her coming on is what she said. Mm-hmm. So I wrote that down. She didn't think she was the right fit. Yep. Um, she also didn't want to. I guess Phaedra didn't want to show everything, which we obviously know because she tried mm-hmm. to lie about her um, her pregnancy. And I guess she just like, it seemed like Nini was confused, I guess, about what Phaedra's role will be. Now, I, this is not what Nini said, but this is my interpretation. Mm-hmm. I think that Nini didn't want someone coming on who knew her prior to her kind of Greg Atlanta life. 
Mm-hmm. I think that was a little bit scary for her. Like, what if she brings up? Because, like, you know, she you do kind of like reinvent yourself and recreate yourself. And we know she had like a rough times in her life, like when she was younger, like with the abusive relationship and and all that kind of stuff. Like, maybe she just didn't want. And like, I can understand that. I don't fault her for that. But I think that to me, that is why I think she didn't want Phaedra on. Mm-hmm. but she was very reluctant to admit that at the reunion like i remember her being like no we didn't know each other <laughs> right right yeah. i think that's what it is too because i okay. think nene wanted to portray herself kind of as uh the true atlanta girl and you know yep. this and that but <laughs> phaedra was a reminder of like the athens lifestyle yep. and come and then too i think it, this is so fun to say but i think too had phaedra come on and kind of been a little more glamorous and like this kind yeah. of stuff I don't think she would have had as much of a problem with it but I think because Phaedra was so kind of like churchy and kind of a little country yeah. and you know bougetto as Candy says and she was all <laughs> these things so I think had she presented more like the way that Nene tried to present at that time she mm-hmm. wouldn't have had an issue with it but then I think that was way 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 too close to home. It's like, okay, no, 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 no. I don't need yeah. these people digging around and then they can come to you and you can make up anything that you believe. And then I, you know, they're gonna believe it because you're from my hometown, quote unquote. So this I think it was a lot of that. I think it was both mm-hmm. the the way Phaedra presented and the way that Phaedra really was kind of like in her mind at least, kind of a question mark, kind of a, a wild card yeah. in a way. Because if she wasn't on I your side, that. Then, yeah, she can throw a grenade anytime she wanted to and kind of... As we saw, image. she likes to do. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then there's Portia. Yes. So we have you know to she's my about, favorite. You know, and you know she's my not favorite. But yes. um, I, uh, I'm i still in my, like, I love to hate Portia. Like, yes. I think that, like, I feel the way about Portia that a lot of people feel about Kenya. Like, they love to hate yes, her. Yes. So, like, I don't want Portia to go anywhere. Like, right, right. if she comes back on the show, I'm going to be as excited as all of her number one fans. Just right, for a right, different right. reason. <laughs> you need those people, like, that you yes. love to hate. Not I love to hate Portia. Hate hate. Right. But you I thought I thought one. Nini clocked Portia so well in this interview because mm-hmm. she said, okay, first of all, Portia was on the chopping block after the first season, yes. which I was not surprised about at all because she was no. weird the first season. She was like, I'm not going to go to the strip club. Like I was like, what? right. Yeah. I, anyways, it was she just she didn't to me it what her fit in like she didn't fit in organically at mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Now I can't imagine it without her. So right. I, but Nini was like, you know, Cordell held her back, which that's fair. Um, mm-hmm. But she said that her and Candy went to full on bat for Portia. And, you know, some people forget about who goes to bat for them, which supports my theory of Portia being like a secret villain. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I just think that Portia is like she got like a little big for her britches. You know what I mean? She yeah. got back on that second season and she was grateful, but she she like forgot in like two weeks like mm-hmm. as soon as she got popular and people loved her, um, she all of a sudden like forgot kind of who helped her and where she came from. And I think that's what annoys me about her, especially with the whole candy thing. So yeah, yeah. And Nini's like, you know what? She has star potential with the right people around her, which mm-hmm. I think makes complete sense because Portia's not the smartest. So I do yeah. think, she, yeah. So she needs good people around her. Mm-hmm. that's why to me she also could never be the star and anchor the way that nini was yeah 
sorry. Like I just, I know a lot of people want her to be that and wanted her to be the queen and to take over, but it didn't mm-hmm. work. And it didn't work yeah. for a reason. I'm sorry. And I think the reason, one of the big reasons it didn't work for season 13, I, one, I think they had a lot working against them at that time. They did. That cast too was weird. I think that everybody <laughs> kind of didn't know what was going on. They were just kind of showing up <laughs> because they're like, okay, I can't, I got to wear a mask around. You got to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Can't breathe. Go over here. All this kind of stuff was like going against them. But it was also, I think that both Kenya and Portia wanted to kind of be in the driver's seat, but somehow yep. also both wanted to sit in the back seat as well. Which that is, really is so weird. true. They both like wanted other people to like kind of rise to the occasion and no one did. And that was the mm-hmm. big thing. So I think Portia was kind of smart in the sense that she was like, okay, this might be a sinking ship now. And like Nini's not coming back like this and that. Maybe it's time for me to go ahead and make my exit. Now had she come back and I think she could have, well, I think we could have gotten a Scandaval type season has she come back and like face the the Simon and Fallon of it all. Head oh my on. God. I wanted that so yes. bad. I was but so invested <laughs> in that. Like, Oh my God. I had heart palpitations. The I, night, I remember where I was when she announced it because that was like during the club. Do you remember clubhouse? That was during like the clubhouse <laughs> era. And I was like, I had a, like a, a group oh, was that that on show there with and- the four of them. Wait. Oh no, that was chat room. Chat okay. room. Yeah. But that was going on too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I watched that. So also. Much happening. I was like <sighs> that night, I was like, oh God, I don't know what's happening. But like now I'm like embarrassed to be a Porsche fan. I don't know what's going on. It, it was a lot. Oh my God. And well, don't and then when that. they were on the Ultimate Girls trip and Candace tried to bring it up, like I, I was kind of disappointed mm-hmm. in how Porsche handled it. Like I was like, stand in it. Like just mm-hmm. like if if she if that was Nini, it would have been. You know what I mean? And that's why Nini is the anchor. But right. I like I could see this is what I hope. I could see Nini and Portia coming back and there being like, I don't know, Portia to me like needs Nini if she's gonna be on Atlanta. Because I think they're fun to watch together too. They yeah. are fun together. They're fun together. Nini keeps her kind of on the right track as much as she can. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of forces her to like be a big girl sometimes and it would yeah. be interesting to see now with Portia like married to this like powerful rich man to kind of right. see how the dynamics would change I don't know and with Nini being the single one I would like you know what kind of going back to your uh your earlier question too like what we thought the purpose of this was I think that you know Carlos King uh people forget because he does talk about Bravo a lot like right. on his uh podcast and stuff but he has some really successful other reality shows yeah. on own network Bell Collective and All the Love and Marriage uh like right. Huntsville DC you know Detroit all that mm-hmm. I I think we might between her and between Mariah Huck I think he might try oh. to like scoop up some of this Atlanta talent oh, and okay. do a spinoff there. I think it might happen. Like I don't know if it's going right. to be Bell Collective or what it will be, but okay. I, and I think I'm I'm a tune in whatever he gives us. I will too. <laughs> that'll be good stuff. I think it'll be good. I know they're trying to do a tour together, but I think TV oh, okay. is going to happen too naturally. I think it's going to happen. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's another. Oh, there's so many possibilities, and we just right. Uh, but I never get sick of guessing. Okay, even if right. none, of, none of them come true, I'm still your right. guessing. Okay, so the one that I was looking the most forward to talking about was Cynthia. Yes. Because this was like, I saw a meme the other day that had Cynthia and Nini, and it was like, I am a child of divorce. 
And I was like, yes, that's, that's me. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, okay. I find Cynthia a little bit annoying. Um, Okay. (laughs) I always have found, it's something about the way she speaks. I don't know. She's, Mm. and okay, here's my thing. Sometimes she tries to sound like kind of tough in sometimes in her confessionals and it just Mm. I don't know it doesn't always come off properly like I feel like she doesn't fully own it because she also wants to be like the nice girl yeah sometimes I feel like she's confused about like who she is Mm -hmm. which is kind of what Nini talked about what were you gonna say though sorry I I've it's funny we were talking about pageant girls because Cynthia (laughs) sometimes I I want I, I love Cynthia like she's not like appointment television but like i love I, yeah, I no like i her, like, like her around. she's just a, a yeah. little annoying yeah yeah uh, she kind of presents to me like a pageant girl sometimes oh. like someone that has like the answers like fired up ready to go exactly. like you've been training for this like that kind of like mm. mentality and so like the whole do you remember when uh her and candy got like caught in the hot mic moment and then went to meet nini and yep. like that kind of that's the i think you take that you take ultimate girls trip you take mm-hmm. Celebrity Big Brother. You take like the season seven reunion. Like we've seen the Cynthia that yeah. Nina was talking about many a times. Yeah, I think it's she's telling that, the truth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know what? I think Cynthia could have been like a top 10 housewife had she leaned into that a lot more. Because right. I think she wanted peace so much. Just like she would let it go, like a lot of stuff drop. But if she didn't drop a lot of stuff and actually address a lot of stuff head on, and mm-hmm. gave us a Cynthia that like we know nowadays publicly because she wasn't giving us this publicly for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then I think we would have we would have had another. I think we'd be begging for Cynthia back too. Yeah, I agree. I also think that okay. So when Nini was saying that you know Cynthia could even like put Peter in his place and like yeah. there were times where like she kicked him out of the house and he was sleeping at bar one and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff like I was like oh okay mm-hmm. but you know we saw those glimpses just like you said of like the I don't know the real Cynthia but remember that season the one where she was like really mad at Nini and mm-hmm. she was like just every se- like she went to meet Portia at lunch and she's wearing the glasses and and you know yeah and she's like mad at her because like Portia didn't apologize for being late like that was the season where to me I don't know that other Cynthia just came out and she couldn't even you know keep it in anymore yeah but it, it's like seven I think yeah, yeah I think it's season seven Claudia but, when Claudia joined right. that was a tough oh, look for that Cynthia was a, that yeah, was a very tough look for Cynthia but yeah. I do think that I think that I could see that that is mm-hmm. maybe a side of her but just like I was saying, like, I think that's why I've never been able to get 100% on board with Cynthia because she mm-hmm. always seems like she's trying to push down this yeah. person inside of her. And I almost wish that she would just, I don't know, let it out. Right. You know, I, a crazy comparison. I don't even know if people like understand this, but that's the way sometimes I feel about Dorit on Beverly oh, Hills. Oh, 100%. I always feel like because her first season, oh, man, she was oh, so man. Good. So good. But right she after that, so she got the Camille Grammer syndrome where it's like, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't want people to think I'm this way. Let me right. completely change my personality and go on oh. the show now. And it's like, oh, missed opportunity. She, she was so, she's like, if I can smell your breath, you're a little you're too, too close. close. Yeah. Like, what happened to that girl? She was so, man. Oh. And now she's just like, I'm sleeping whenever she's on camera. I mean, she she mm-hmm. still has her moments because she's so not self-aware. Um, right. And she's the just child really, of the world. Right. Yes. And she's like kind of dumb. So she still has mm-hmm. her moments. But <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing was that 
uh, that Nini talked about. And this kind of goes back to the Cynthia thing with like mm-hmm. Nini sort of always being made out to be like the villain. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so to me, it sounded like she was having a little bit of a Teresa Judice kind of moment in that mm-hmm. she's always she's the star. So everyone's mm-hmm. always trying to take her down, which I do think there is merit in that. Like, I think that's true. Yeah, I think yeah, you yeah, yeah. you get those people that are so popular that every new person like Claudia who comes on is going to try to go up against you to have their moment. So she was like, mm-hmm. everyone's making me the villain. And she's like, at the end of the day, now that she's not there, it's like the girls are just not willing to work. It's like, and she right. said they, they just want to show up, get their checks and they don't want to bleed for the show, especially people like Candy and others who've been there a while because they, they, I guess maybe they feel like too secure or that, or like you said, they don't have anyone worthy of going up against. Right. But I, she's saying like, that's kind of the reason that she started to have her back up against the wall is because everyone coming on is going up against her. Mm-hmm. And then she felt like Cynthia and others are conspiring to get her off the show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What did you think about that? I think, you know what, I think that one of the even like more base level than that, I think that when you get the highest paycheck, because we all know Nini was like the highest paid housewife when she was there. Even though now Bethany's trying to say she was, which I think is bullshit. But anyways. Right. Um, I really I think that once you get that um, that big paycheck like attached to your name. I think that that's when production kind of says, because, you know, sometimes if they really, really like you, they'll try to protect you in some aspects. Mm-hmm. But I think once you get that highest paycheck, everything is off the table because you have no choice but to work for that money. Yep. And so if you want to be the highest paid on the show, you got to be the one that's willing to take the most heat because even think about outside of Atlanta, think about Denise Richards when she came on and got that huge paycheck. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Brandy Glanville. Yeah, we're going to talk <laughs> about all this stuff because why, we're going to talk about Charlie Sheen. Why would yep. we not? You're getting all this money from us. No, we're going to talk about everything we want to. There's no protection mm-hmm. for you. That's out the window. So I think even oh, baseline. Yeah, I think just baseline like from a, a f- business financial standpoint, I think that's what a lot of these reality stars like don't understand. They're always thinking like, oh my God, everybody's against me. And it's like, that might be true, but it's also with this money comes, uh, oh, this is so cheesy to say, but like with, with great power comes great responsibility. No, but I, I, it's like, true though. I got you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, you gotta, you gotta be willing to work for it and you have no right. choice. Teresa, you're the highest paid over there. You gotta take the heat. The heat's that gonna come true. for you. You have no choice. It's coming. Ugh, it's it's so just what true. it is. <laughs> Well, the other thing, she felt like she was pushed off of the show. Like she mm-hmm. said that, uh, basically, she said, I just wanted to be treated fairly. She felt mm-hmm. things were some things were unfair. But I mean, she's really vague about that. But I guess we can just kind of assume. But mm-hmm. she said that she felt like she just wanted some acknowledgement from, mm-hmm. I guess, Bravo. And she was like, she's kind of like, I had to learn the hard way, like corporate places. They don't love you. Right. right. They don't, and she's like, when I started, I didn't know that because I guess Bravo was smaller. She could text with the executives, things like that. But then that right. went away as they got bigger. And she's like, you mm-hmm. can't just text them. And then she said, you know, she is open to moving forward. Um, but she also said that when she was pushed off the show, she felt like none of the girls fought for her the way yeah. that she fought for them, mm-hmm. which I think I could see that because I felt like not only did they not fight for her, I felt like they were maybe kind of part of it. 
like a takedown right. in some ways. You know what I mean? Probably were hoping to get a big part of their paycheck now that she's gone too. I think it was a right. lot of play there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I, you know, and I, I can get that, but I also, there's a part of me too. That's like, there are some things that maybe it's like, you can't get mad at the world. Cause you didn't know that. Like, it's sort of like, you didn't mm. know corporations don't love you. That might be a little bit your fault. Like, yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe that's just coming from me as like a, small person in the world and not us like that a, have to deal with corporations right us that aren't in like the one percent that aren't like millionaires yes. and stuff like we're like duh you know how mm -hmm. do you not like i feel like i've known that since i was a kid but right right so but it's kind of like maybe sometimes you get so lost in it and lost in like your fame and your status that you know mm -hmm. you just you start to actually feel like you are almost bigger than the company in some ways mm -hmm. like do you it's, think that it was more her fault in that she got lost in terms of her own like ego and popularity or do you think it's more the people trying to take her down kind I, so of aspect i actually i think it was a couple things to play when that like okay. led to her exit i think one of them was i think bravo as a whole was trying to move away from the ogs i think okay. they wanted to save some money i think they wanted to mm -hmm. see if the shows could survive without them because remember she wasn't the first one i think vicky was the first one to kind of get the axe yes then uh, i think vicky and oh, tamra tamra although yeah, tamra was of... but she basically was an og like right. not but yes yeah yeah Right, I consider her one. It's like same way I kind of consider Candy one too on Atlanta. It's like she's been yeah. there like the whole yeah. time. Like we'll, she basically we'll give her is that. the right. And so I'm like, well, they got rid of them. They uh like got rid of. I think Nene was just kind of a casualty because when she left, I think what her detriment was when she left season eight or after season seven rather. Uh, they saw that the show like didn't dip in the ratings. It pretty much stayed like mm -hmm. the exact same. So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, we've seen her leave before. Nothing really happened. Can we do that again with her? But you know, the way we watch TV has changed so much now, and we don't have like a true kind of a vision of what the ratings are because they don't release all the information, unfortunately. But I think that one, the OGs like kind of being phased out across the shows. I think that did it. But then I think, too, people kind of tend to forget that, like, around that time, yeah, everybody's, like, you know, saying, oh, we need Nene back, we need this, we need that. But at the time, a lot of people were pushing for Nene to finally get the boot at the Thank time you. because they really, like, were, at, they were like, okay, she's changed, she yep. is, uh, her head's always up here, like, all, all this kind of stuff. She didn't, you know, she closed the computer, didn't film yep. for the last Everyone part Everyone wanted her gone. Everybody, and that was, yep. it all played together, and she ended up, like, getting the boot like that's well, what it was and so like, it's a lot at play this is why like I, I know part of me is like bravo needs to stop listening to the audience all the time because yes. they did the same <laughs> thing with tamra and vicky and mm -hmm. i'm sorry but like i never agreed with that decision yeah i was like yeah tamra was a pain in the ass that season with the whole train thing with mm -hmm. kelly dodd or whatever <laughs> but like look at what kelly dodd ended up being exactly like we abandoned it and look at how oc went in the garbage after that Ooh. so it's like let's stop just because the audience hates someone doesn't mm -hmm. mean that now okay so she said though as well that nini said she was offered a contract for six episodes to return and this offended her yeah. I, I don't know like did they offer that on purpose just to like piss her off and get her to quit like do you think that mm -hmm. <laughs> okay I, you know what and this is not the first time we've heard that a couple of other housewives said that uh because i think cynthia got the same thing after season oh. 13 
they were like, you know, she oh, that was she? her swan song, and but she was like, what well, they said they would like, uh, you know, I could do like six episodes with a friend, like all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I was like, you know what? I've told a complete story. Maybe it's time for me to leave. So she ended up tapping out. Okay. Uh, it happened with Nini. It's happened in the other couple of the cities too. So I think that that's kind of now. The question is, like you said, is it like an actual we want you around, let's do this thing, or is it kind of a let's insult them so much they'll just quit on their own and then we don't have to pay them yeah. anything kind of a thing. So it's it's really you know we we don't know the the workings that are going on behind like what's the true motive of it, but it, she seems I think to think that, she was pushed out though. Like she says, yeah. I was pushed out because like she said. She also said, and I thought this was actually a good point. Um, she mm. said she hasn't done anything that other housewives haven't done. And I actually, I didn't right. think about it when she listed all the examples. I was like, oh, damn. Like she yeah. said, other housewives have left reunions. Absolutely mm-hmm. true. Yep. Um, she said. Mary Cosby's a- back. <laughs> mm, exactly. Um, Ramona's left. Like I, there's a million mm-hmm. who left. Um she said, I mean, a lot of them have come back, but um, there are some, oh, what's her name? Jacqueline didn't even show up for one yep. on New Jersey. Uh-huh. And then the other thing she said was like, yeah, she pushed the camera man or pulled his shirt, whatever. But she's like, well, Teresa pushed Andy. Yep. I mean, like, she's like, she's not wrong. Because my right. first thought was like, yeah, but that was like a member of the crew. But then mm-hmm. when she said the thing about Andy, I was like, oh, damn, that's true. Right. And maybe right. Cause we, maybe because we almost like expect Andy to be in the mess a little bit more than like a cameraman. And we we're almost like, you know, defend the little guy, like the poor right. camera. But at the same time, it's like it's true, though, like that could have been forgiven. So yeah. I, I can see why she kind of feels, you know, like she was pushed out. Mm-hmm. I can I can definitely see that, too. And I think that. It, it, it's so hard to almost talk about because I think that with Nini, I definitely think that when they offered her those six episodes, mm-hmm. I think they knew her personality and I the word ego sounds so bad, but I think they knew her mentality so yeah. much that they, they knew she was not going to accept six episodes. So I think she'd rather just go out rather than accept like a show, like she said, a show she built being reduced to a friend of basically so i think they knew in that case at least i think they knew they could offer that like cynthia on the other hand cynthia might have accepted those six episodes i I think that was completely up in the air but nini they knew she wasn't gonna take i think so too yeah (laughs) yeah no (laughs) so a couple last things that i do want to discuss because i don't Mm want to keep you for too long i'm sorry i don't want to uh no you're fine okay okay so she they talked about the show now so yes <laughs> here i'm a just gonna read yes. yeah, I'm just <laughs> read a few things that they said okay mm-hmm. so a few things she she doesn't watch which whatever we of course she's gonna say that we hear that um, all the time yeah. yeah yeah she sees the clips though marlo's the mm-hmm. most entertaining i mean i begrudgingly agree mm-hmm. marlo is the, like marlo is doing too much in that she's like trying to make up fake storylines and stuff but 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 two things can be true she's still the most entertaining yes so so she says that she said she would be happy to have a peach next to marlo Mm -hmm. um she also said though that she thinks candy is overrated overpaid has no Mm -hmm. issues with her but that um you know 
Candy's just like, she's not that exciting. The camera doesn't love her. No one tunes in for Candy. That people, <laughs> your face, that it, I wish everyone could see uh, Kendrick's face. But that she says, people, this was my favorite. People tur- just turn on the TV and are like, oh, there's Candy. Like, <laughs> that was so, I'm sorry. Okay. I agree with her. I'm sorry. I, and I love Candy, but I do agree with Nini. Do you agree? Oh, boy. So, that's a lot to unpack. So I do think Marlo <laughs> is the most entertaining. I do. I definitely okay. think that. Um, I and you know what? I, Kenya should be the most entertaining. She but should. It's just like she said, she said that Kenya doesn't have anyone to spar against. No, she has no that's one. 100% because Kenya yeah. with the shade and the reeds should yeah. be like, you and know. And Kenya, Kenya looks moment. at Marlo like, just look at this fool. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yes. And. Man, it's I, I feel so because I feel like I defend Candy a lot. Now, I've, I do historically, too. I, really I know do. historically, I've given Candy a lot of crap sometimes too. But she, when I think back on it, I do think that she doesn't get enough credit as a housewife because no, that's she's true. the definition I think of playing her role. And so, like we see, like certain episodes are Candy heavy, depending yep. on what she has going on, like season six, which is. In my opinion, I've said it before, the best mm-hmm. housewife season of all time. I agree. Across all franchise. Yep. Yes. Yep. And so Candy, you know, when she needs to give it, she does. I think the problem is now, Candy, you need to give it. And you're not really doing that because I think you're just over them. But now I will say Candy this season, I think this is the funniest she's ever been. Yeah. I think that she's having great moments. It's just that the moments that she's having people don't care about because they don't care about the whole Marlo nephew mm. worked at OLG. Yeah. Like they they think they're so like tired and stuff. So it's, which it is. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's nothing to really latch on to. But so. do you think that though, that candy, like what you said about candy, knowing her role, I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting. Do you think that she can't play her role though? Because the rest mm. of the machine is broken. Like, do you know what I mean? Is that why? Like, cause, cause you're right in the past, like none of us, we haven't cared that she wasn't like the, you know, Nini-ish or Porsche. Yeah. Cause we didn't need that. She had a great like side. So is that maybe why? I think so. In in my mind, I think the reason, I think all the other girls are looking to Candy for guidance. So like, I think in the past it was like, they looked to Nini because Nini is going to be the one that says like, okay, well, I'm going to bring this up and we go, we go argue about this kind of on this, you know, based on what I said. But I think that they're looking to Candy for guidance and a couple of things are happening. One thing that's happening is that Candy isn't always there just because her schedule is literally Mm -hmm. so busy. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing is Candy wants to protect her businesses. So like when someone's bringing up that like, this whole nephew thing and all this stuff. Yep. She's not trying to engage in that mess because she's well, like, this can yes. like definitely ruin. That can ruin her business. Right. I which think I don't blame her. Absolutely. That like it all plays into a lot of that. And I think that Candy all these years has never been like the center peach. And so I don't know if she knows how to transition into being one. Okay. I think maybe in Candy's mind, she's like, okay, well, we've got Kenya, we've got Sheree. Like we've got people that are supposed to like be filling in these roles like why are they looking to me like i'm just like doing candy i'm letting it around that's the problem see you got other people that like manufacture stuff but then you got candy that lets everything happen naturally and right, it might which be a we time like. when, which we like but yeah, it might be a time like where that. it's like we need 
we need someone else. I don't I don't want to put it all on Candy because I'm like, we just need someone else to like be yeah. the anchor. That's yeah, the I, I wouldn't put it all on her either. And that's yeah. and then they say like it's it it is hard because and Sheree doesn't have it in her to be an anchor as as Carlos and Nini say, which I do agree mm-hmm. with. And and Nini also says that she believes, and I want to get your opinion on this, that mm-hmm. they I'm gonna assume they is like NBC. The mm. like old white guys the in charge. Mm-hmm. The yes, mm-hmm. don't want Atlanta to be number one, but they won't say it. What did you think about that? I thought that was interesting. I thought it was very interesting. Yes, because I think that there's a lot to support it. I mean, yeah. I, I I can't say. I think a lot of people would agree. Right. I think mm-hmm. that the way. Beverly Hills gets positioned and I, I've always said my biggest thing with uh like the whole because people love to compare Atlanta to Beverly Hills now and I think one of the things that uh kind of works out a lot is that Atlanta is on Sunday and it's almost so hard to build momentum because like they would have like a great five episode stretch and it's like oh well right. we gotta take off for two Sundays and then well, that's come back. my problem like, right it's like you I don't can't think any Bravo it. shows should be on Sunday it's not, you know what I'm I've always thought now. that who mm-hmm. wants like who wants that right it's it's too much because it's like well dang I <laughs> I was like loving this like dang okay well there's a Super Bowl so can't watch exactly. it that week. oh well there's the Oscars oh there are the Emmys so can't show it that night and it's like well dang but then Beverly Hills goes a full season uninterrupted and you look mm-hmm. forward to it week after week after week because you you know it's housewives it's your cast you love it yeah. all this kind of stuff so it's like they were shot. They're almost shot in the foot in a lot of different ways anyway. And so I yeah. think that when you have this, I think all the stuff is kind of true because Atlanta, you know, they're obviously not as strong in the the live ratings because according to Candy, she says that like once you put all the numbers together, like they do for all the shows, she said Atlanta is killing it. So which well, I, do I believe, mean, I, I, I yeah. believe her too. Yeah, I think that once you put all the numbers together for all these shows, I think we just we watch TV differently. So like that well, doesn't yeah, shock me. I, I yeah. had to take some issue when she said, "Oh, we used to have five million. Now it's five hundred thousand. I was like, "You're right. taking that a little out of context." Like, right? You're not going to get five million live viewers on anything. <laughs> we don't watch TV that way. That's why people no. were making such a big deal about like Vanderpump getting like one point six. Exactly. Because that's a big deal just because that's that quick snapshot. Like you're mm-hmm. not usually getting that many live. Even like Beverly Hills isn't usually getting that much live, and they've been a you know a big one for the last couple of years with the whole Erica right. thing, right? But right. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean. Okay, so Carlos says, just kind of like towards the end, Mm -hmm. that he thinks this can all... Okay, so Nini does her address to Andy. Mm -hmm. So she has no... You know, I heard you had a baby. Like, you know, she does that whole thing. (laughs) It was weird. I just, I thought it was so weird because she almost sounded sarcastic, but she wasn't. Do you know what I mean? But it was bordering on, like, to me. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that was just how I read it, but... To me, it was like bordering on like, I know you always wanted kids. Like, so right. she said she has no ill feelings towards him. Congrats on the kids. And she says she gets over things. She's not mad. And but she does say it's sad that the other side can't do that. So to me, that was where I kind of got the like impression of her giving the message of Andy, I'm ready to make up. Like it's mm-hmm. we're good, you know? Yeah. And then Carlos says like all everything can be fixed with a three hour lunch. Yes. And then Which Nini, I think too. <laughs> yeah. 
So I I mean I kind of agree because I think Andy mm-hmm. sees like the money making potential. Yes. Um and all that. So but then he says you should be as big as Kim Kardashian. And she gets emotional and cries. Now there's been a lot of controversy online. Mm-hmm. Um and sorry, I don't want to keep you much longer. This will be our last talking no, you, point. I promise you're fine. <laughs> okay, okay. So this will be our last talking point is yeah, I think we both agree it can be solved with a three-hour lunch. I don't think there's mm-hmm. much more to say about that. But I do think that Andy and the other side will be willing to do that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are taking issue with this with this Kim K thing because of the whole baby shower. Because people yes. are like, okay, that was on E. It came out before Real Housewives of Atlanta. The, you know, the sex tape was already out. I don't know. Like the, <laughs> people are like looking it up and they're like, it was her baby shower. Like why, who cares where you're standing in the picture? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you think about that? <laughs> uh, all weird, first of all. <laughs> okay. And I think, I you know like, what? what? I almost think any reality star can make that claim against the Kardashians too. I just think that honestly, <laughs> I hate this, but like, I, I think they just had like a different kind of machine behind them. I think that one- Yeah, I think so too. He wanted to make them the biggest like names in the world. And I think that like their first season, they had a lot going on. They had like everyone loved the family dynamic. Everyone thought they were, you know, so beautiful, you know, all right, this kind all of that stuff. stuff. And everyone yeah, thought yeah. that, you know, uh the sex tape and all Paris Hilton and all right. this stuff. So it was a lot of draw-ins. I think that I think really that it was just different. That, right. I think that Chris Jenner one was gonna like determine to make this family succeed. And right. I think that and Nini didn't the Atlanta have that. House, Right. The Atlanta Housewives didn't have like anyone behind them saying, OK, no, you guys should be doing true. this. You should be doing that. You should be. Right. And I hate that because it sucks. Oh God, they only had themselves. Right. And it almost makes you like go back to Bethany. Like, oh, well, maybe people should have like represent, <laughs> you know, it all rolls yeah. back to Bethany. God. But it, that's what it, it kind of <laughs> makes me think that because I'm like, well, she should be a lot bigger than what she is. I will say oh, yeah. that. I don't know if. I always have like a little bit of like hardness saying that people should be as big as the Kardashians. Cause I do think that I just think that going in, they had a better plan laid out than a lot of other people. And I think that right. they, they looked the way that like networks wanted them to look and advertisers and all this kind of stuff. And I think there was a, a whole lot at play. Now, do I think that Nene is a more entertaining reality star than Kim Kardashian? A thousand percent. Right. <laughs> so she should be getting the world and the world should be opening doors for her. But I yeah. don't. I, I think it's hard to argue anybody will be as big as the Kardashians because. Yeah, God, I think it's a t- it's a tough argument to say, like, because like the the whole sex tape thing. That's that. Yeah. that's like its own. People thing. love scandal. That's People what it love is. scandal, and then there's also like they did that whole like social media thing that no mm-hmm. one ha- that, like you know they became like the so whereas like Nini's never been in that like she has social media but not as like a business I guess the way that they right. did it. But right. I also I see I see what behind. yeah yeah I see what people are saying with the difference between E versus Bravo mm-hmm. and and I understand why people are taking issue with her being like oh a Bravo opened doors for Kim that they didn't open for me I could see why people are like yeah but they were with it was a different whatever I yeah. don't know maybe there but there could be more stuff behind the scenes that Nini knows that we don't know so and you know I, what I don't know I could be one of the problems I had too was that I could be convinced. <laughs> of Nini's point at some point, but I the examples too. that she used were so bad because, like, I know, she used the whole shoe examples. dazzle thing. Yeah, she used, yeah, like, that was a well, bad they didn't push A really bad one. She was like, <laughs> they didn't push me on shoe dazzle as much as they did Kim Kardashian. I was like, didn't she like 
found the company, like one thing, like her thing, like she's like, I, so like, I don't think anybody was going to get pushed as much as Kim Kardashian by a company she helped start. So I, I don't, I don't know, but it was just like, she, if she would have come with like better examples, then maybe I could have actually gotten on board with it. But I just think the ones that she was ready to like present during this conversation didn't land as much as they should have. So what do you think about the, I think this is a good place to kind of end off what do you Mm -hmm. think about the movement i'm gonna call it a movement Mm -hmm. of people saying that we need to just reboot rhoa because there i think his name was it jonathan chandler maybe oh yes yes love jonathan yes Yes. he wrote an article about Mm -hmm. why we need to reboot rhoa and a lot of people were like yes so what do you think about that because i'm Okay, I'm on the fence. Yes. I'm because I, I don't on... want to start a trend <laughs> mm-hmm. because I don't want them to all be rebooted. I think Atlanta too is uh see New York was an easy reboot and an easy New sale York for me was, because yeah, that was an easy reboot. It's so many people to pick from and it, it it was an opportunity for them to correct what like Roni should have looked like in the first place. So right. I, I that like worked out for me. Atlanta is gonna be a it, it's a little harder for me because one, me I think that there are so many people like rushing to Atlanta to become like the next big reality star that you might get a cast entirely filled with Nini's. And I don't think that's good for any TV no. show. And you she might get a lot be- of faking. Yeah, a lot of it. And that's and that, the we issue. don't want that. That was my I worry don't... about New York. Like when I heard that a couple yeah. of them were influencers, I was like, mm-hmm. no, no. And right. and it's been I've actually liked it. So and yes. I and I will say I went into it skeptical because mm-hmm. I was worried that we were gonna have a bunch of people like, you know, just trying to get the perfect like social media, whatever. And I was worried yes. they, they weren't gonna bring it. But I'm actually really enjoying it. So it's all good. But same, same. But yeah, like it does make me worry that if they did that for all these shows then it's just it's people who already know they're going on they know i'm going on to a show that's already a hit yeah like where's the incentive to like you have a built-in audience so where's the incentive exact to show up Mm -hmm. so that's my concern i literally every day of the week i go back and forth about this because the thought (laughs) I, i will say they could probably get me on board if they actually, I know they couldn't do it with New York because the egos over there would not allow them to get the contracts together. No. But if they actually did like, a, I would get behind an Atlanta reboot if they actually did the Atlanta legacy. Now, if we had both of those, like put one of them on oh. Peacock and have one, I now I can get behind it. I always said Roni was the wrong one to try to do a, a legacy with because I don't care at all. What I do care about, if you gave me a Jersey legacy and an Atlanta legacy, that's all I need in reality TV. <laughs> I'll be okay. Tell Teresa, leave that show to Jennifer Aiden and all of them. You come over here like you, uh, Caroline. Oh my God, I would love that. Give us that. That's what we want. That's what we want. Like, I would love that. And so the same thing with Atlanta. That If we're going to, like, talk about a reboot, I need the legacy. Because I'm not ready to let go of Kenya. I'm not ready to let go of Kenya. No, Candy. I'm, I'm not, not either. Portia and all. Same. I'm not. So we need we need the legacy. Give me, you know what, put those three. Give me Cynthia. Give me Nene, if y'all if y'all can work it out. Give me, who else do I want on there? I, Phage has well, gone on to Mary to Madison, so she won't be back. Yeah, but we can't. We'll, never, we'll never get five, Phaedra. Right. I, because I, which, and I get, and like, people were like, oh, we never got or sorry, Nene and Carla were like, oh, we never got that Phaedra candy 
sit down thing, which I was kind of like, eh, do we need that? Because is Phaedra, you know Phaedra mm-hmm. has never admitted right openly to that. And even mm-hmm. on Ultimate Girls Trip, she was like, will not. So I'm like, is she going to even talk? Like, is there a point? Right. And my thing was, I, I get it. Like, I know people like thought that that was one of the reasons they said like Candy owed that to the world and all this kind of stuff. I don't think in I that disagree. situation can't write. I don't think Candy owed anybody anything. No, in that situation, like, do I'm I'm glad he was owed apologies. Yeah, right. And I don't think it. Candy <laughs> owes that to anybody. So Candy said that's a hard line in the sand for me for y'all to say someone that I'm drugging people and doing all of this. Exactly. That's a hard no. She needs to leave, and I'm not addressing that with her anymore. Then I'm like, you know what? That's your prerogative. You were the one affected by that. People are calling you Bill Cosby and the, the comments and all that right. stuff. Like, no, she don't know anybody anything. Exactly. Like she was, Ugh. she, that happened to her with frickin' frack or whatever Nini mm-hmm. called them. I think, listen, I'm not ready to let go either. I'm, I mean, let's look at us. Like we're sitting here still holding on to maybe Nini coming back. So, right. <laughs> and look how many people are on social media. Like every week people are calling for it. So, like people still obviously want. Like they want the, I don't know, the foundation of Atlanta. Like people still want that. So that's why, like, to me, you know, I totally get why people are calling for the reboot, but I don't think it's, I don't think we're at, I feel like you have to. We're not at that point. Yeah, you have to be at rock bottom. We're not at rock bottom. No, I, and I think we're far from it, honestly. I, I just I think that a lot of people bandwagon sometimes when they say, yes. oh, yeah, everyone's hating this, so I hate it, too. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's really not that, but, like, Atlanta makes me laugh every Sunday. I just think, honestly, if you tweak this cast a little bit, I really think you can be right back yeah. on top. Like, we need some just tweaking. We need no Sonya. That's that's an easy one. And you and know the, what? I like her, but she I is, know. It's not a good fit. It's just not. It's, it's I actually like a, kind yeah. of enjoy like dragging her now. That's just it's yeah. like it's kind of fun. Like now I'm like maybe she should stay. Right. Um, but like we need like get rid of this. What's her name? Courtney. She's useless. Yeah. Like just we need. I don't know what they need, but uh, a, we need Portia back. I so I saw Kenya and Portia yes. followed each other again. Yes, we're Everyone's the same like kids' birthday party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's like to me that's hope. That's all if, I need. If we could get it's even on the horizon. Kept, imagine this. If you <laughs> we'll get rid of the friends of. Okay. But if okay. you keep this main six person cast, okay, and add think about it, add Portia in. That's number mm-hmm. one. But if you actually have Kenya and Portia for the first time in history on the same side, whoo, going oh, against Marlo and Shere- man, that, oh my now, God, that, that would be, be TV so... gold. Yes. yes. Okay, so let's do it. That's all we need. Let's I know. It. It's like bring like, back Cynthia as a friend of. We got something. Just give Portia whatever the fucking money is that she exactly. wants. I don't care. Give it to her. You and okay? Let's call it a day. She deserves it. Let's go. I know we're about to get out of here, but let me make one no, more point. No, it's fine. Too. You can make 10 is more. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought it was so, so weird that Atlanta, for some reason, will not have more than six housewives. And I I hate that like other shows have oh. gotten up to eight. Like international ones that got up to nine. So it's like, why can't we have like either a seven yeah. or eight person cast to like really I know like they get the most oh, money yeah. out of like the girls. So they've never like, had more than six. The only time they've had I, I just haven't thought briefly, about it. Yeah, it was briefly during okay. season five at the beginning when oh. Kim was still there, but then she quit and it went right back to six. Interesting. You're mm-hmm. right. Now that I think I'm like never. thinking about all the title cards in my head. Yep. I mean, there's it's been like never. some Beverly Hills title cards where I'm like, 
Right. Like, who, who are these people? It's like a school dance, right? <laughs> it's like so many. Right. Yes. You know what? That is true. I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't there know if go. it's be now. Do you think it could? No, that doesn't make any sense. I was going to say maybe it's because of um, like the paycheck that they're giving candy or whatever, but they're giving it, those big paychecks to Kyle Richards and other people. Right. So it, exactly. you're right. It doesn't really make sense, but mm-hmm. I would, I think they do need a bigger cast. I think that is yeah. one of the problems. Even and like way not more even, group scenes. That's it. That'll fix it right there. More group scenes and conversely more, uh, more to like two housewives going out together mixed yes. in with the groups. I know that sounds weird, but it's like, yes. you know how when Sheree and Candy recently had that conversation where she was like, she by she in or whatever, that was yes. so good. <laughs> yeah. need That was like so old Atlanta to me. I loved mm-hmm. it. Like we need more of that. And that was perfect. <laughs> right. And we need like some, I don't know. We need a lot of things, but thank you so much. This was uh, thank you so much for honestly. This was so fun. <laughs> I know, I know. I always look forward to when we record together. If y'all don't know, she's been on my podcast. So okay, go, yes, go find her. Yeah, go <laughs> listen to the. Okay, we did the funnest episode, and we talked about like every single Bravo show that could. Yes, Vanderpump Rules, Atlanta, OC. We I think it was about a solid everything. two hours. So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you're looking for some content, <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's two hours. Just look for the app Bravo and Botox. But mm-hmm. I am gonna put all of. Kendrick's socials and all that kind of stuff in the show notes, but follow him at Reality Comics too. Um, listen to his podcast because it's amazing and he has great guests, especially if you are into Love Island. He's got all those people coming. <laughs> and you're gonna come back again, right? Oh, please. Whenever you, you ask me, okay. I'm here. Yeah, I, you know I'm gonna be doing like some sort of Porsche episode one of these days. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and maybe I'm I need ready. I need you on to to fight me about. Do we need we need to be plaintiff and defendant? Yes, so yes you'll I'm... be the defender, <laughs> and I will yes. be the the cross examination. Oh my go. god, that was so fun! We should totally do it like that. I would I'm love ready. that. I'm ready. But thank you so much. I've kept you for like almost two hours once again, but that's okay. <laughs> always do that's yeah us. we're even okay. now right <laughs> so everyone thank you so much for joining have a great week and hopefully sometime soon we will all be hearing about a porsche or nini comeback <laughs> boom there we go fingers boom. crossed everybody thanks for listening everyone if you enjoyed today's episode please rate review subscribe and share with a friend or a hundred friends whatever you want You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox for some much needed caffeine support. And until next time, keep overanalyzing Bravo. Bravo.